At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit redbarninc.com slash coupon to save a dollar off your first can. Blog Talk Radio. You're a mystical man. Lead us through. Open to receive the magic like Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Go Within or Go Without Radio. I am your host, Daniel Gutierrez, and a happy Father's Day to everyone out there, and of course, to all the mommies that have to play daddy. Thank you. And we are glad that you are also playing your role in our your children's lives. I, I was just writing earlier. You know, as I think on Father's Day, I always get really emotional because it's it's one of those things that, you know, I never grew up thinking I would be a dad. I, I, I clearly saw how rough the world was and how I grew up and thought, gosh, that's the last thing I want to do uh, is, is – and I didn't think I'd be a good dad. And uh, so when I became a father and became a dad, you know, I remember holding him thinking, gosh, I, I really got to man up. I got I to gotta be available. You're going to need me. And you know, what really happened was is that I found out that I needed him, and he gave me a reason to live, and he gave me a reason to leave a legacy, and he, um, it's the greatest success, I feel, that I've had in my entire life with all the successes that I've been able to be privy to and be uh, um, have accepted. The, the, the best has been fatherhood. And uh, so happy Father's Day again to all of you out there, and happy Father's Day to all of those that are in heaven. Well, uh, very quickly, before we get on, we have a wonderful guest. I'm so excited about having her on the show today. Uh, I have been asking every single show that we that you help me get to 100 followers. We're at 91. I, this has been a task. I didn't think it would be so difficult, but... Blog Talk has some issues with, with I think, with iPhone, and so uh, we're almost there. We have 91 followers. We need 100 so I can apply for uh, iHeartRadio. They probably don't want to hear that <laughs> on the air, but it is what it is, so that we can get on a bigger platform so that I can serve the clients that I have worldwide and, and create a bigger radio show that can be listened to on many formats. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening in and you're not following the show, go to the show and hit follow. You'll know when you've done it correctly because it will say unfollow. All right. Well, listen here. Today we are talking about change your heart, change your mind, change the world. And I'm with this incredible woman. She's a dear friend of mine. She's a four-time, a four-time best-selling author and international speaker who's sought out by entrepreneurs and large corporations wanting to better understand how local word of mouth can suddenly turn epidemic, specializing in topics of influencing, influence and success. Teresa has been has a, a proven track record in understanding word of mouth epidemics 
having taken three books, not one, not two, three books to bestseller status in only eight months. Her recently released book, Mass Influence, hit number one international bestseller status in North America and Europe on the same day it launched. And it's no surprise because her network is so vast. Teresa teaches business and marketing courses around the globe, including teaching courses at startup entrepreneurs in developing countries. As the chair of the Evolutionary Business Council, Teresa leads an international invitation by only council. Welcome to the show, Teresa de Guebois. How are you? Oh, it's great to be here, Dan, and happy Father's Day. Really Thank you. By what you were saying at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's one of those days where, you know, it's funny because my son asked me, my son's 14 now, he's growing, Oof. he's a sophomore now, and he wow. he wanted to know what he could give me for Father's Day, and I said, you already have. You don't have to give me anything, uh. just just be you, just be you. So, Teresa, you've had some incredible success, and, and um, I just want to jump right into it uh, as it pertains to thought leadership. You know, what does it mean? I, I think it's what you've been able to do and what's really impressed me is really understanding grassroots um, types of of initiatives. Why don't we start there and, and really kind of jump into how people can take something that they believe in and, and even begin to get some momentum going. What, what's that all about and how do we do that? Wow. Well, you know, I love talking about thought leadership in general because a lot of people don't even really think about what that means, right? <laughs> yes, true. But anytime, you know, anytime you're pushing out new ideas and new ways of thinking, you're in the realm of thought leadership. And, and when you look at what thought leaders do, you know, they often build on the genius and the good ideas of the thought leaders who have become before, and they just find new and better ways to look at things and, and to help people achieve success in all realms of life, right? And so, mm. you know, if you're someone who's really fascinated by the new and the interesting or, or really helping others live better lives in some way, you're in the realm of thought leadership. And a lot of people don't even realize that that's where they are, mm. you know? And it, it's, it's cool working with those people because, you know, there's a growing movement of people who are really committed to leaving a legacy of a better world behind for our children. And, and yet those people, you know, all of us who are in that realm, the main thing we all struggle with is being human. Mm -hmm. You know, as as human beings, we've all got self-doubt, self-limiting beliefs, and nothing will stop you more in in the realm of stepping into being influential of of making change in the world than your own self-doubt. And so I really love working with people to help find the way to come to peace with that so they really can step into causing good things to happen in the world. That That's interesting that, that, that I love your definition of thought leadership because a lot of times when people even hear leadership, they go, well, that's for somebody else. <laughs> that's not for me. You know, and, and I love the way that you describe that. Your, your, your most recent book, Mass Influence, what, what actually, it came out last year. It was ex- extremely successful. What what made you – what was the impetus for writing the book? You know, one of the reasons I wanted to write that book was because I see so many good people, everyday heroes, afraid to step into their own leadership because of their self-doubt. And they get stopped by the smallest of things, you know, really influence 
all influence is is the ability to to uh, have someone else act on your suggestions based on knowing, liking, and trusting you, right? And so mass influence is simply when a lot of people know, like, and trust you, right? Mm. But you know the the rules of etiquette operate a little differently when we move into the world of mass influence. When you look at highly influential people, they operate a little bit differently than regular people. You know, for example, when you first started networking in business, we all learned that it's a good idea to offer to buy a colleague you want to connect with a coffee or lunch, but you only have to phone up the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and offer to buy them lunch, and you'll pretty quickly learn that there's a different set of etiquette that applies to the highly influential, right? Faster than you Mm -hmm. can get a restraining order, right? And so one of the reasons I wrote Mass Influence was that I wanted everyday leaders, good people, to be able to understand that influence is just simply a skill set and it's not that difficult to learn. It's just a matter of changing your mind about certain things and understanding that certain things operate differently and learning to come to peace with your own self-doubt about stepping into influence. You know, uh, you said something that's so, that's so true and, um, and that is when take out a CEO of any company and, and the rules are different. The rules are different in that area, um, yet very much the same. Let's talk about what somebody, what could they do different? What, what, is, uh, what exactly does your book, I love the, the title, Mass Influence. Can a person go in, in your book and find, like, what are, the, what are those etiquettes? What, how do I learn them so that if and when I do get a chance, because if any time you get a chance to sit down with a, a president or CEO or chairman of the board of any organization or any company, um, you have one shot at it. I think that, that you get yeah. it's, it, you really do want to have one shot at it. And you want to make sure that, that you absolutely bring your A game <laughs> to the table. What is the A game? Yeah, yeah what, is, what is part of the A game? You know, I love that. And my book covers that a lot. And, um, you know, a lot of the A-game is, is just learning to avoid the mistakes that are hardwired into a lot of us, right? Mm. And, you know, I would say the biggest mistake that most people make when they're first stepping into the realm of dealing with highly influential people is, you know, what I would affectionately call the premature ask. You know, people always laugh and say, Teresa, the premature what? <laughs> but, Don't go there. But the, yeah. But, you know, the premature ask is like the equivalent of, you know, you've just moved into a new apartment and the neighbor comes by and the first thing they say is, wow, I love that stereo I just saw you carrying in. Can I borrow that? Right? And, of course, we'd all be all no. our eyes up in our head at that point, right? Like, are right. you kidding me? Who did I move in next door to, Right. But people do this sort of thing to highly influential people all the time. They just don't realize that they're doing it, right? You see it at networking events all the time. Like, usually the most influential person at a networking event is the speaker or the guest of honor. And they'll walk off stage and there'll be a lineup of people waiting no to gosh. meet them, right? Yes. And, and half of them will be wanting to buy them a coffee or lunch. And the other half will have a book or a CD in hand wanting to give them a product sample of some sort, you know? And, you know, here's the thing, offering to buy lunch or coffee for someone who's a lot more influential than you or offering them a product sample is a lot like going to the new neighbor that you just met and saying, you're going to love my kids. You're so going to enjoy babysitting them. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that would make me laugh. (laughs) Yeah. And, 
and it might be true. Like you might have the most awesome kids on the planet, but that is all about you. That's right. And, and so it's the focus is all on you in those circumstances. Asking to buy a highly influential person a coffee or a lunch is generally all about you, and they know it and you know it, and pretending otherwise, the price of the $100 lunch ticket or the, the $20 coffee that you're going to buy them is not worth an hour of their time. Their time can be worth uh, $1,000, mm-hmm. $10,000, $50,000 an hour in some cases, right? And so the main thing is you got to do the same thing you do if you met the new neighbor. Most people bring them a lasagna or an apple pie or do something to put the focus on the person you're meeting, right? And so when you meet highly influential people, the first point in the etiquette is to really understand what's the currency that influential people deal in that would be really meaningful to offer them. Like what's the equivalent of that apple pie, right? And when you look at how highly influential people operate, their main currency is influence, right? So when you offer them some means of becoming more influential, then they're going to take notice of you. That's like giving them an apple pie. And, you know, that, that could be as simple as saying, I know this other highly influential person that I think would be an awesome connection for you. Can I introduce the two of you? Or it might be, uh, I heard you just saying you're speaking in Chicago. I have connections on LinkedIn in Chicago. Can I offer to shout your event out on my LinkedIn? Or it, or it might be uh, offering to interview them on your blog talk radio show or something like that. But all of those things give them more influence. That's the equivalent of the lasagna or the apple pie that you want to give them. And that's going to get you noticed far sooner than offering them a product sample, which is really all about you. I love that. I love that. Um, uh, I, a few years back, I don't even remember now, I think it's even four now, maybe five years ago, hard to believe it's been that long, I was a president of an organization in New York City, and one of the things that I always looked at, and I, and it's kind of saying what you said, I used to say it a different way, because a lot of people would come up and, as you said, they were pitching. <laughs> they were pitching, you know. And and what got my attention was when people actually were able to make something happen. Not not necessarily just talk, because I think one of the things that you're saying, or I, that I think has to happen with the example you just gave, which I think is brilliant, is that you got to follow through. That's the thing I never saw was the follow through. So when a person says, you know, offer the lasagna, so to speak, and you don't give it to them, or you give them half a lasagna, you know, that doesn't work. So follow through becomes very important, right? I mean, doing what you say you're going to do. Absolutely. And, I mean, you know, basically that's the definition of integrity, right? Mm, You know, a lot of people put a lot of – a lot of people put a lot of moral definitions on integrity. They make integrity mean a lot more than what it means. But integrity just means are you consistent with your word, right? And so mm. follow through is, is simply did, did you do what you said you were going to do? And, you know, the interesting thing when you see highly influential people, how they operate, they tend not to make integrity mean too much, but it's of high value to them. Mm. So if you don't do if you don't do what you said you were going to do, then you better get it cleaned up by acknowledging that you broke your word, and committing that you'll never break your word again. You know, and because the reality is, as human beings, we're going to break our word. You know, I, I it's, yeah, it's just human nature. Mm-hmm. Exactly, we break our word to ourselves the most, right? You know, oh, I'm not going to eat that piece of pie. I'm not going to eat that piece of pie. No, it's not good for me. Oh, maybe just one bite, right? No, you eat the you whole know, pie. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. That would be me, right? I'm, I love me too. Pie. You can fly in front of me. Yeah, me not too. Take it back into the refrigerator, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think we all have our own personal addiction that we deal with. Mine is pie. <laughs> you know, I love it. But it's true. Like as human beings, the person that we're most often out of integrity with is ourselves. You know, and in influential people, one of the things you'll see about them is they get what integrity is. It's not a moral thing to beat yourself up over about. It's simply something to strive for. And you strive for it from the standpoint of just always noticing, are you being your word? Are you, are you being your word to other people? Are you being your word to yourself? And where you're not, you clean it up and recommit. And, you know, influential people, integrity would be an ongoing benchmark for them in terms of whether or not they are being their word or not. And that kind of rolls into authenticity, right? I mean, being authentic in your in your lasagna giving. <laughs> your... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there's a lot of definitions of authenticity out there, right? And, you know, here's mine. And I talk about this a lot in the book. Um, you know, authenticity is just your inside voice saying the same thing as your outside voice. Mm. In other words, you know, is what you're thinking in alignment with what you're saying and doing, right? Because, you know, we all know if somebody's saying, oh, uh, really good homemade sushi, and they're really thinking, is this tuna roll going to kill me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> We, so true. We can see we can see that disconnect in other people, right? And so when when your thoughts are not in alignment with what's coming out of your mouth or the way you're behaving, it's evident to everyone. You know it because you see it in other people all the time. That's mm-hmm. that's our definition of a schmarmy salesman, right? We can tell when the salesman's saying this is a really great product, and they're thinking, "Oh God, I need this sale," right? And and so you know, authenticity is highly important to influential people. It's it's really important to think about, are you doing something that you deeply love? Because if you're not, you're probably being inauthentic all over the place. And if you're not playing with people you deeply admire, like so when you look at who you want to build relationship with that's influential, if you're just doing it for the influence, then obviously you're inauthentic, right? Mm. Whereas if you... If you're playing with people that it's like, wow, I love everything you, you, you teach. I'm so excited about what you do. Like, Dan, I would come on your show any day of the week. even if, you know, And I Thank know you. you've had huge, huge shows, and now you're building one from the ground up. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get 50 requests to be on radio shows every month. I say no, no to a third of them because they're just not people I resonate with. I don't care how big the show is. But, you know, I'm, I'm in love with everything you teach, Dan Gutierrez. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and so, I mean, of course I'm a hell yes to come on your show. Pardon my language, but that is the truth. You can um, say hell on my show. <laughs> okay, good. I wasn't sure. You know, Blog Talk has some weird rules about stuff like that. <laughs> they can bleep and, it if uh, they want to. <laughs> yeah, they might bleep me there. Um, but, you know, the truth is you got to go with where, where does your heart leap? You know, and when you meet someone and you're like, oh, I so admire what they're teaching. I love what they're up to. Those are the influential people you want to play with because that's where you're authentic, right? Because passion is magnetic, right? When you think yes, about the most is. influential people of our age, right? Like Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or Gandhi, you know, they were so passionate about what they stood for 
that people would stop whatever they were doing to walk over to the television to watch them. You know, well, in the case of Gandhi, he predated television, but, you know, crowds would gather, right? And so it's really important to understand that doing what you love is a huge part of being influential and playing with people you love is a huge part of being influential. I like that. Let me ask you a question. I've always was baffled by this, and I think you may probably even experience this too. When you authentically tell give someone permission to reach out to you and they never do it, and 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 I'm I'm talking about where you're, you're kind of you feel maybe connected to someone, you authentically say, you know what? Why don't you send me an email? Here's my email, or you even give them your cell phone number, which even is even bigger, and then because of their own stuff. They can't call, or they don't call. What do you say to them? Because that's a missed well, opportunity. Yeah. So there's two things that might be at play in that case. And the the first might be, you know, if your levels of influence are wildly different, like let's say you're trying to build a relationship with a, a reporter, right? Like maybe there's a reporter in your market, and they are routinely talking to 2 million people on television, and you might be, you know, everyone has some level of influence, but maybe your level of influence is like 5,000 people. You know, you've got mm-hmm. 5,000 connections on LinkedIn or you've got a small newsletter list. You know, the levels of influence might be so wildly different that you just got to reach out to that person multiple times to build enough relationship that they start noticing you. Mm-hmm. You know, like with, with a reporter, you might helping them be helping them get the word out on their stories or bringing them really great stories or routinely shouting out their blog entries or whatever, right? You know, and the second thing that might be going on is that energetically, that person just might not be a fit for you, right? And, and mm-hmm. as you said, they might just be going through some of their own stuff, right? And, and when I say might not be a fit, it might just be them might not be a fit right now. Right? It might be a fit in future, but you don't know what's going on in that person's world, right? They might be going through their spouse just died or they've just lost mm-hmm. a child or mm-hmm. uh, maybe they've just declared bankruptcy or they've just gone through a really messy divorce. They might be dealing with a lot of inner turmoil and they can't, they're not emotionally at a place where they can see what you're offering them and connect back with you because they are in so much internal pain and so much internal grief, right? And, you know, that's just a, okay, let me take the no for now. Now, that might be a little incomplete for you or, you know, it might be the cause of of you having some emotion over that. And that's okay. We're human beings, right? You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. it feels like a rejection and that can be hard. Uh, You know, but the reality is that's humanity. Humanity's messy, (laughs) you know. It sure is. Thank God it is. You know, thank God it is because that's what makes humanity wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. and it's also an opportunity in future to uh, to reach out again, reconnect again, and sometimes that makes the future reconnection all that much more joyful. You know. Mm. You know, I know that there's probably people listening right now that um, are going to want to know more information about what you're doing. How, how do how do they access you? How do they get their book? How do they get your book? How do they? What what do you have for the listeners that that they could plug into your network, or if they wanted to hear more or learn more about what you're doing? Well, the best place to start is um, take my 30 day influence challenge, because um, you know really influence is just a skill. Uh, it's as simple mm-hmm. as breathing. You know, once you learn it, you never thought about the skill of breathing. Once you learned it, you just do it 24-7 and you don't even think about it anymore. Influence is like that, right? So my 30-day influence challenge 
is simply a little two-minute exercises I give you every day to exercise your influence muscle so that it becomes as natural and as simple to you as, as something that you would do every day as you walk through your day. And uh, so you can do that at, if you go to massinfluencethebook.com. You can sign up for my 30-Day Influence Challenge there. And when you do, we show you all the links where you can get a free digital copy of my book uh, for download if you want to get a copy of my book for free. It's, it's up on iTunes and Amazon and all the sites, and we'll take you to it. That's awesome. So, folks, you want to make sure – and what was the website again? I'm sorry. It's massinfluencethebook.com. Massinfluencethebook.com. All right. Well, make sure you do that, folks. I mean, this a lot of people need to need to learn how to do this right. And, and I know because I've been out there and I've been on both ends of the fence. Um, and there's nothing, I, you know, I love the analogy of, of um, can I borrow your stereo? And they're just walking upstairs to move in. <laughs> hey, I like that. I want to take that. Um, because it's, it's, it's not something I would hope that most of us would do. But we do that when we're when we're in business or when we're out there with uh, building our ideas, when we're just a little bit too eager without wanting to build a foundation of, of relationship underneath it. Um, we have about uh, five minutes, um, Teresa. Let's see if, what – if you had to give the audience a tip, one tip before we go, what would it be? Uh, it'd be give yourself permission to live your dreams, you know, mm. because – Here's the thing. Your dreams are scarier to you than they are to anyone else on the planet, right? Because <laughs> So true. Because <laughs> they're your dreams, right? That's right. That's freaking huge, right? What if I and fail? Yet, <laughs> oh, exactly, right? And, and yet yeah. there's no one on this planet better hardwired to live your dreams than you. Because mm. no one will be more passionate about your dreams. No one will be more committed no one will feel it more deeply when you do break your word around your dreams, right? And so, you know, the, if I could give you one tip, take action toward your own dreams. Even if you just take 20 minutes a day and say, in this 20 minutes, I'm going to do something to get me closer to my own dreams. Because without action toward your dreams, you're just dreaming. And mm. the biggest route to influence is the route to living your own dreams. I love that. Yeah, you know, you're right about that because people are just drawn to people who are in action. They're they're just drawn Very to true. them, yeah. right? Because if you're in action, people want to know what you're up to. But when you're not in action, you're just you're just in the way. You're just yeah. in the way. And so, the biggest yeah. thing, the biggest Go thing ahead. around that is is to give yourself permission to fail, right? In fact, give yourself permission to fail spectacularly. Because I love if that. you don't give yourself that permission, you'll never have the guts to step into your own dreams, right? And, you know, it's so important to understand that success, relationships, influence, all the things that really matter in, in life are messy, you mm. know? And if you don't give yourself permission to succeed sloppily, you'll never succeed. You know, some of the deepest friendships, some of the deepest relationships, some of the deepest business partnerships have had massive breakdowns associated with them. I mean, even you and mm-hmm. I, Dan, yeah, good that's friends right. have had some pretty big breakdowns in our friendships, yep. right? And yet, it, when you really love something and when you really love someone, you will follow through and find a way. It doesn't matter how long it takes or, or, uh, or how far you have to go you will eventually find a way through. And so living your dreams gives you the kind of commitment 
that you'll get through the messiness and uh, and you'll actually find the success on the other side because you'll stick with it because it's your dreams. I love it. Good words there, Teresa. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. I mean, I, I think we need to do another one, but do an hour so we can really get more, dive more into this idea of mass influence because you definitely I would love to. Ha- have done an incredible job uh, with your organizations, and you have more than one now. And they're growing, and people are, you know, it's just amazing the whole idea of wildfire, the uh, the concept that you have, how quickly um, it's like throwing gasoline on it if you do it right. It just grows and grows and grows, and I, I, I just respect that about you and what you've done. So thank you for being on the show. So next week, folks, on the 26th, you want to make sure you join us. We're going to have Dr. Roberta Shaler. We're going to be talking about relationships. Speaking of breakdowns and messy, you know, uh, inclusive compassion. And what, what what does that mean? And how does compassion play a part in our relationships? And um, I love what Teresa said, and I'm going to end with that. And that is it doesn't matter how long it takes for you to make something right. Make it right. Have a beautiful day. You're a The next generation of climate control is the Honeywell Lyric Round Wi-Fi thermostat. Now just 229 bucks at the Home Depot. Lyric lets you control your home's temperature from your smartphone. Running late? Arriving early? Just change the temperature from wherever you are. It also works with Apple HomeKit and works with Samsung SmartThings. Get comfortable with the Honeywell Lyric thermostat. Just 229 bucks at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only valid through August 15th. Summer is in full swing and your friendly neighborhood Vons is stocked and ready with all the things that make summer just better. Stop in for fresh favorites, great low prices, and friendly smiles. Shop with your club card and get Jenny O Ground Turkey 93% Lean sold in a three-pound tray for just $2.49 a pound. Limit two trays. And pick up fresh local California-grown strawberries, one-pound packages, two for $3. Tastier meats, sweeter produce, better summers. Vons. Fact is, it's just better.